Drink it in now. Deep left side carry on. Picks on the block. At the five. At the two. At the one to the end zone. Touchdown Detroit Lions. Drink it in now. Get up Stafford throws. It is end zone. I love the Lions. Say it with me. I love the Lions. Drink it in. Detroit Kool-Aid, what's going on, everybody? We're back here on a Monday. Fantasy football flavor in the house. Myself, as well as uh, Chuck, returner from vacation. I did a show, solo show last week. Talked about Tyreek Hill. Did a live draft for the people. Everybody seemed to really love that. I don't know if it's because how awesome I did or because you were gone. But uh, you're back, so what's going on, buddy? What's up, Wokey? How's it going? <laughs> oh, man, I- tremendous. Uh, you don't have any comeback for that shot I just took at you? You know, it could be because I was gone. Because you know, I don't know. I don't know how bad you know Lions fans actually hate the Cowboys. I don't know how far that goes. I don't hate the Lions, so I don't know how the rebuttal would be towards me. So when you say that, you know, it could be true. If we were in like Philadelphia and New York, I'd be like, yeah, yeah, you're right. It's because I'm not here. <laughs> See, but I don't think it's your Cowboys love. I think it's the fact that you you still buy a magazine. <laughs> agree, agree, agree. One day you'll understand. One day you'll understand, and you'll look back thinking, I wish I had a magazine. <laughs> you know what I think about your magazine, buddy? I don't. I'm ready. I'm waiting for it. It's a bad decision, period, point <laughs> blank. It was a, a, one of the dumbest decisions I ever made. That's what I think about you going to Barnes & Noble or waiting at, at for the post office to come by each day to see if that thing made it so you can know what you're talking about. Uh, I tell you. No love. No love. That's okay. I know there's people out there that still use it. They still like to have that hands-on, that hands-on feel for the fantasy football. <laughs> oh man. Uh, well, let's get right into it, man. Let's do some news and notes. There's actually a lot going on with fantasy football right now. So, um, you know, before we get into some other news and notes, Chuck Dog, I hate to say I told you so, but man, I told you so, man. Was it me about a month ago that was telling you that Zeke might hold out and you're, oh, he'll be there? I was like. He's got two years left, but he's not happy. Now's the time to use his leverage. He might not be at camp. You know what happened? Uh, what happened? What, what do you got to say for yourself? It must be the Ohio State that coming out of him. I used to think he was a team player. Now, now he's just all selfish out there. You know, he should be at, he should be in camp and worried about his contract while he's in camp. He's got two years left. He has no leverage right now, and it doesn't look like Jerry's going to pay him because he already came out and told him, you know, you don't need. In this, in the new league, you don't need the top rusher to win a Super Bowl. Chuck, dog, you gotta understand though. Like, you think it's really fair for Zeke Elliott? Basically, the the whole team runs through him to make like on an average five million bucks the next two seasons and get beat up. Like, I I'm on the running back side on this. I feel like they should be holding out, getting their money, and then also, um, you know, the teams can be a little bit careful of not. Not giving him like six year deal, but 
give this guy, you know, two to four years at a really good price tag. I mean, he deserves it. He's played great football. He's a young guy. He can do it all. He's, I mean, good luck, good luck winning games if he's not there. Look, he is a big part of their offense, but I mean, he's got two years left on his contract. I can understand if this is your, you're going into a contract year, you don't want to get hurt. I get it. Hold out, try to get your money and then come back and play. But he's at, I mean, he's asking for like four years, 58 million or 57 million. And he's still got two years left on his contract. Who's, who's going to say that the Cowboys give him his four year, his four year deal. And then two years, he wants to hold out again. Cause he's still got two years left. Chuck dog, like two, three weeks ago, you said, pay the man for Melvin. It's, it's the same situation. Only Zeke's younger and better. It's different. Melvin's only has one year left on his contract. Zeke has two. If, you, if Zeke was so. on his last year, yeah. Melvin's got two. He's not. He's not on sure? his final year. Yeah. If he no, holds out, he's not free. I mean, I'll have to double check into that. But I, I thought it they, was. I thought it was Melvin's last year. I thought this one I was mean, going into a final contract year. I thought. I mean, it may be last, but they they have the fifth year option as, as well, or they exercise the fifth year option. So he wouldn't be, he'd have to sit out two full seasons to be free. That's why people are saying Melvin's doesn't make sense. And like you said, I don't know to me, to me, Zeke Elliott, like, and you're saying two years left. My, my counter to that is these guys have no, no choice. It's not like he signed some deal four years ago and it has to live with it. Now these are these rookie deals where if you come in and you ball out the way Zeke Elliott has, like these rookie deals need to be torn up after about two, three years, because it's just unfair to the players in my opinion. No, and I and I get that too. I I do believe that their the rookie deal should be shortened. I don't think it should be you know five year five year contracts. I know that uh you know it helps the the team out, but it really hurts the player. But you know at the same time yeah. you you know you signed a contract, play the contract, and I and I get it. If you have one year left on your contract, you're going into a contract year. I get it. Hold out, try to get your money so that way you can avoid you know possible injury and them saying well we're not going to pay you because you're injury prone but at the same time Zeke Zeke has been balling out since day one but at the same time he has off the field issues who knows he has he has a 10 cent head the guy's got a million dollar talent with a 10 cent head you know who, who knows what he's going to do next offseason after he gets more money who knows what his bonehead thing he's going to do you know if he was if he was you know straight and narrow right off right out in the offseason never had any issues I'd be like, man, you need to pay this guy now because we can't win without him. And we still might not be able to win without him. But I don't know if he'll be able to get what he wants only because as far as, you know, maturity, he's just not there. Chuck Dog, if if your name is Zeke, you have the haircut he has and you're pushing people over guardrails. You think uh, you think he's going to figure that out? I mean, and he went to Ohio State. I mean, those are dead giveaways right there. Yeah, that's that's the only thing, man. I'm telling you, that Ohio comes out of him. You know, it's just he's, he's yeah. I don't know, man. I don't know what they what they get put in the water in Ohio that make these guys make bonehead plays or bonehead uh, decisions. Yeah, I don't know. <laughs> well, let's tighten this up, man. We got other guys to talk about, but what does it do to your your Zeke Elliott um, when it comes to fantasy football drafts? Like, I know you're in a lot of dynasties where you probably have Zeke and whatnot, but if you're in a, a new startup or you're coming around the bend doing a, a draft here in the next couple of weeks, are, are you passing on him for other players? Are you still taking him, just feeling like he's going to be in there and it's worth the, the risk? Where, what's your stance right now? I would say right now, as far as what uh, 
what you're going to draft him at as far as in the first round, I would still go for him. Um, if you're not hearing any, any leverage or any uh, gain way on, on his contract, I would avoid him in the top five right now. Um, only in, um, you know, restart drafts and dynasties. I'd probably, you know, if you're starting up a dynasty, I'd probably still, I'd probably still go after him, you know, as soon as you can, cause you know, eventually he's going to get this deal done and he's going to be back in camp. Yeah. See my stance is like, I really don't move these guys too much um, based on these early, real early holdouts, even a lot of bad news coming out about um, Melvin Gordon, about just, he's going to sit out the season. I mean, we're, we're like a few days into training camp. Like if I'm doing a draft and Melvin Gordon staring me in the face, or if I'm sitting in a top three, four pick and Zeke's there, I'm still going to take the guy just based on overall talent pedigree. I think it's a very rare chance that these guys do a Lev bell and sit out extended periods. I mean, let's, let's say, let's say Zeke sits out all preseason. Do you care? No. I'll answer that for you. No, you don't care. Like no. if he sits out even a couple games, I, are you still even worried about that? If you drafted him really high, not really, because most of these guys will be out a game or so anyway. So you're just taking it at the beginning and then hoping that he stays healthy. So my advice to everybody out there is like, if you can still take Zeke, take him. And if he falls down the board a little bit, ooh, even better, I'll take him then at a little bit of a discount coupon um, and, and smile all the way. So you know, I think it'll get together, but everybody's freaking out right now. No doubt about it. Yeah, without a doubt. Um, so when I when I did the solo show, man, I talked about Tyreek Hill. Give your quick take on Tyreek. <laughs> um, personal wise or fantasy wise? Um, he uh, <laughs> fantasy wise, it's you know it's huge for the fantasy uh, the fantasy world. I know he's he's going to be back up in there. You know, as, as the top ten, top five. Uh, fantasy receivers um you know if, if, if originally i thought he was going to be gone for the the whole year but now they're saying no suspension no anything so for as far as the fantasy football goes he's going to be a a top talent to get now quick follow-up did you have him in any leagues did you trade him away because it, it was widely thought of he was not only going to miss six eight games maybe a a good portion of the season a lot of people were dealing off tyree kill were you one of those guys um, you know, I was think I have him in my dynasty league right now. Um, you know, and we were just now starting to get together about talking about it and I was going to throw him on the trade block. And right now it's looking that, uh, I'm probably just going to hang on to him. Um, because he's, he's going to give me big numbers, uh, him and, uh, old Patty Mahomes out there. I think they're going to be a, a heck of a combo. Oh, yeah. I mean, to to me, I mean, we don't really even need to get into the off the field. This is a fantasy football show. But I mean, if the NFL can find anything, if he's basically cleared free now, I mean, to me, it's a no brainer of just hanging on to this guy. He's going to be absolutely electric. Is he a bit of a knucklehead? Of, like you said, with Zeke? Yeah. But I mean, unless he does something else bad, he's basically in the free and clear now, I would think. And uh, yeah, I would not be looking at a deal of talent and in his type of situation and, uh, you know, where he's at now, if it was still really foggy, you know, and the NFL hadn't cleared him and everybody was still unsure, I would, I would be doing what you're saying, maybe entertaining offers, seeing what you could get. But once that came out about him, no suspension, which totally surprised me. Um, you just, you just rock and roll with the guy, no doubt. Yeah, absolutely. Yep. So, so what else we got news and notes hit me with something. 
Well, what about in uh, New York? You know, the Giants, do they even have any receivers left to field the team? They might as well get another running back so they can just have that wishbone offense back there. They got no receivers anyway. You got, what, Coleman that's out for the year with a torn ACL. Um, then you got, uh, who is it, Shepard that, what did he just do? Then he just sprained his knee or uh, what's Sterling Shepard do? He's broke got a thumb busted or something. up thumb. Yeah, yeah broke his thumb. thumb. Yep, so, and then your boy Golden Tate suspended for the first four games for popping those PEDs. You know what I say about the Giants receivers? Let me hear it. Well, who cares? Nobody cares about the New York football Giants. Bunch of like put together scrub receivers. They go ahead and trade away Odell, the top receiver in the game, in my opinion. And now you want to talk to me about Corey Coleman? What's that sorry Bumsky ever done in the league? Nothing. Who cares if his knees ripped off? You got Sterling Shepard. This guy just got paid. He hasn't done much either. He's a second, third tier guy, in my opinion. And then like you say, GT's not my boy. He is uh, my buddy Big Hughes' favorite player, basically, and I told him he's old washed up. Obviously, he knew that, too, and went ahead and and tried to get a little uh, hamburger helper out there to get him past the thing. So, uh, you know, Giants receivers. Please. Please. That's what I got to say. Yeah, I I think the the Giants are going to go 0-16 this year, so it'd be a good good season to watch for them. Yeah, man. Me, uh, everybody out there listening, wait till you hear uh, Wednesday and Friday. Me and Griffka recorded our season predictions for the Lions, and uh, wait till you get to that Lions Giants game and, and listen to what we had to say about that one. That's tremendous. So uh, they are not going to be a good football team. Chuck Dog, talk to me about a player that somewhat matters. How about AJ Green? Busted up a tendon in his foot. Going to be out six to eight weeks. Yeah, and a, a lot of people had uh, some high hopes on him this year as far as fantasy football goes. They they really thought he was going to turn it up this year, you know. And me, I, I, I stay with the same on him. I, I think he's fragile. I think he's good when he's in there, but he's just not in there enough, you know, for me to take him anywhere in the in the, in the the top few rounds, that's for sure. Yeah, man, A.J. Green is a guy that, you know, he's getting older. Everybody acts like he's still this top five receiver. I mean, a lot of receivers have passed him by. When he's fully up and running, he's good. Other times, I mean, he's struggling. Uh, he's out. He's injured. He gets injured at practice. We're talking about practice. I mean, this is a guy that I think, you know, yeah, maybe he has a couple good years left when he's healthy, but I'm not taking him as my number one anymore. He's a number two receiver. The people that drafted him as such you know, should have known better. And now he's going to be out like normal. So, you know, catch him in week five of the season or six or whenever he actually gets back. I mean, just give the ball to Joe Mixon. That's all I got to say. Yeah, I agree. I got Joe Mixon in my dynasty league. Um, But yeah, AJ Green's barely hanging on to a wide receiver two for me. I think he's almost, almost to that wide receiver three tier to me. Yeah, I'm right there with you. But uh, like I say, a lot of people drafted him high. Now he's already hurt, so it's going to hurt some teams out there. I have him in no leagues, zero. Um, so I, I feel good with that. But uh, you got anything else, Chuck? You want to get this moving? Uh, no, I, I think we're good on that. I, I think let's get to our next subject of uh, uh, who we think are going to be bust this year. Absolutely, man. We got to talk bust. Hold on one more quick thing because to me, yeah, this is going to get handled quick, but we got to throw it out there. Can't guard Mike, man. Mike Thomas, big 
time receiver with the Saints is holding out. Do you think that gets done? Because he's a guy that I know a lot of people do have. I don't have many shares of, of Mike Thomas, but I think he's a heck of a talent and in a great situation there in uh, New Orleans. Any thoughts on him real quick? Yeah, I think the, I think this I think Drew Brees needs him. I think Drew Brees is probably already in the uh, the year of the front office, you know, telling them, hey, we need to we need to figure out a way to get this guy into camp so we can get things rolling. Yeah, I think so, too. He's a huge piece. And I heard recently they're only a couple million bucks away. So it sounds like they're real far down the road on a contract. But uh, anybody that's in fantasy and has him are definitely going to have their their eyes on him. And like I said, don't pass him up in drafts, especially if you're hearing that everything's going well and they're only a little ways away. Don't be these people that pass on and miss out on a great talent just because you think he's going to be out a few weeks. It's freaking preseason. Who cares? Like, you know, you got almost a month until he really would have to do anything. So feel good about that. But, Chuck, do you have your bus list? Because today we're talking about those fantasy players you want nothing to do with, those guys that you're trying to stay away from, those guys that everybody else is taking high and you're just sitting back there laughing with your magazine saying, he was in the bus column on page 16. I don't want that guy. And uh, we're going to talk all about those guys today. You ready to do this? Another day is here, and you're ready for it. What to wear? Check. Breakfast, lunch, and dinner? Check. Planning for what's next and how to save for it? That's where Bank of America can help. For your financial to-dos, Bank of America has experts ready to help get you closer to your goals. Get started at one of our local financial centers or 24-7 in our mobile banking app. Find a location near you at bankofamerica.com slash talk to us. What would you like the power to do? Mobile banking requires downloading the app and is only available for select devices. Message and data rates may apply. Bank of America NA, member FDIC. What's going on, Detroit Kool-Aid listeners? By now, most of you have probably heard of Reality Sports Online, the most powerful fantasy sports platform where owners get to build and manage their fantasy team just like an NFL general manager. But the question is, have you tried it? It's time to go see what all the buzz in the Dynasty community is all about. I'm talking free agency, multi-year contracts, a rookie draft, multi-team trades, franchise tags, contract extensions, first-round rookie options, automated contract and salary cap functionality, and much, much more. Think it sounds complicated? It's not. The best thing about Reality Sports Online Fantasy Front Office is it doesn't take any more time than a standard league. It just requires more strategy. Think you're among the fantasy elite? Well, this is the platform to test your mettle. Still not sure? You can test out your general manager skills for free in a mock free agency auction. If you like what you see, use promo code KOOLAID, one word lowercase, promo code KOOLAID, to receive a 10% discount on your team or league today. Fantasy just got real at realitysportsonline.com. When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. Absolutely, Derek. I think for your next draft, I'm going to go and cut your internet and see how you do. Um, 
Uh, well, uh, lead it off, man. Get us going with right. uh, with your bus list. Let's uh, let's see how I can tear into this thing. All right, sounds good. Well, the first one I think you're gonna love. I think the biggest bust for me right now um, that won't perform as much as he did last year is Adam Thielen. Um, I think last year he just went off. He he had a heck of a year. I think he just had a career year. And you know the Vikings are changing their offense a little bit. They're turning into a run-first offense, and I just don't think he'll get the yards and opportunities that uh, he had last year. All right, and then uh, my next one is uh, Jarvis Landry. I know he's, he's a great talent. You're lucky I don't have buzzers over here on everything you talk. Uh. Jarvis Landry, I know he's a great talent, but I think OBJ, and I, I, I'm really high on Najoku right now, too. I think they're going to start stealing a little bit of uh, his looks away. Um, so he, I think he's going to be a little bit of a bust for me. Um, I think people are thinking that, you know, it's Jarvis Landry. They're going to take him a little higher than what he should be. And I just think Najoku and OBJ are going to have a better year than, than Jarvis. That um, is incredible. Thank you. Thank you. No applause. <laughs> All right, and then my next one is Lamar Miller. Um, you know, I, everything I'm reading in with Houston, they're just telling me that uh, they don't see him as their featured back. Um, they uh, seem to be leaning towards, uh, they think, Deontay Foreman, which I, I don't think is very good either, but they, they think that uh, he's going to end up winning the, uh, the starting line or the starting running back spot, um, you know, after, after whatever, how many times it takes. But, you know, that's what they're saying. Oh! Yeah. So, and then now we have, uh, I like, I like uh, Sony Michelle. I think people might be a little higher on him than uh, what what they need to be. Um, he, ended the, he ended the year great, um, but I, I think out there in New England, you know how Bill Belichick is. Um, he's got a three-headed monster, and that's the way he likes it. Uh, he's got the rookie Damian Harris. He'll have James White and, and Sony Michelle, so there's going to be a lot of split carries through there. <laughs> so anyway <laughs> back to the number one guy it, to, for me is going to be Todd Gurley uh, I think people have taken him way way oh, too early God. and I don't think he's going to be nearly as good um, as he has been in the last few years I think he's going to lose some carries to Daryl Henderson um, he'll still have a respectful season but he won't be uh, that top tier uh, running back as he was before. Now, if I can get myself a turntable over here so I can start buzzing <laughs> your stuff, you're up. Uh, Chuck, did you really just end your bus list with Todd Gurley, basically the top fantasy player in the league last year? He's on your top of your bus list, really? Yeah, because he ain't going to be the top this year. <laughs> who says who? Says your, your, your medical staff or what? Says my, my futuristic knowledge. The magazine? Yeah. Hey, how's your internet? <laughs> oh, it's going great. Step your game up. That was a disgraceful performance, in my opinion. <laughs> we threw that game. We gave it away. That's what I think about your bus. So, sorry, can I go now? Uh, you can make up your own sounds if you want. But uh, I was trying to give some feedback there while you were while you were giving your list. But, uh, all right. Well, you, you go ahead and start it off. We'll all take a nap while you do your, your list. and. <laughs> All right. Um, just, just buzz me when you're when you're ready. Okay, we'll do, sir. Uh, so when I was thinking fancy bus, man, I was like, you know, a fancy bus to me is a guy that 
you know, is in that, not that upper echelon. There's not too many guys that are going to be in that top, top that are going to really bust out. I mean, that's why I'm giving you junk about Todd Gurley. Everybody acts like Todd Gurley's knee fell off and that he's going to just have an atrocious season. Like to me, see that knee on eBay. (laughs) No, I haven't. I think he's going to be fine to be honest. No, I think the dude's good. I mean, this is a whole bunch of off-season talk of just everybody's running for the hills, and I bet you he's still RB1, upper RB2. People are acting like they're going to draft him in the fourth round. Like, good luck, because I'm snagging him still in round one or two, not worrying about it. But anyway, like I was saying, so bust to me are kind of – Hold on, hold on, yeah. hold on. Now, that, <laughs> see, that's where I'm going with Gurley as a bust. Last year, Gurley wasn't in the the – the top of the second round. If you got Gurley in the top of the second round, la- or uh, yeah, last year, that's a total steal. That to me is where I'm saying that he's a bust at, and you're already putting him in the bust category because last year he was the top running back for fantasy football, and you're already saying, well, if he's there in the second round, well, to me, that's already the bust. Now well, we have different views then because Todd Gurley was a top three pick last year. And I'm still keeping him basically in my top 10, top 15. I mean, to me, that's not a bust. That's a guy that I'm getting at value. That's a guy that everybody else is like quit on and pass by. And I'm sitting there going, can I really get Todd Gurley at 15th pick overall? Like give him to me all day. No. You're not taking him number three, right? No, because I don't have to. Well, I'm just saying. He's going to fall and I'm going to get him and then he's going to be a top eight back and everybody thinks he's like going to be in the 20s like it's just went way too far with Todd Gurley and and the only thing that can make me wrong is if he misses a ton of games this year with this knee injury if he's out there for even 10 games he's going to be a really good fantasy asset to have so can I do my list now yeah yeah we can battle all day on Gurley we're going to go ahead and just let that slide because I don't have any music over here to play with you but let's go to (laughs) let's go with your list all right, so like I was saying, bust to me are kind of that, that second tier guys that people you know, are expecting to break out that I don't think will, or guys that had a good year last year that are going to fall back this year. So you've heard me before on the show, man. Top of my list is a guy in Kansas City, Damian Williams, running back, your boy. <laughs> this is a guy you talk up like he's going to be in all everything. And I think he did great last year. I mean, when they put him out there, oh, wow, he he produced. You know how many t- carries he's had in a season? I think as high as 50 for a whole season. So good luck giving him 250 or 300. See how he does. He'll be either hurt or suck or both before it's all said and done. So Damian Williams topped my list um, as far as bus candidates. The next one is a Detroit Lions fan favorite. This is a guy that I think just had the year of his life last year. Is going to fall off the map again with his butter stick hands and frying pan wrists. This is Eric Ebron, man, a guy who people think now are putting him in the top five overall tight ends, a guy that hasn't done anything up to last year. And all of a sudden he gets a bunch of touchdowns and everybody's like, oh, that's my, that's my number six overall tight end. I'm like, this guy is not going to replicate that in the least. He's, uh, like I say, got Crisco on his gloves. So the next guy I got, let me see here. My next guy, again, I was trying to sort of spread these out. So I got a running back, a tight end. Um, if I want to go receiver when it goes to bus, this is a guy, he's coming off a knee injury. 
I never even understand why this guy is drafted really high anyway. If I get this guy at a crazy value, okay, but I'm not taking him as like my number two receiver. Cooper Cup, man, everybody are way too high on this guy. He's a white slot receiver that, okay, he's decent at what he does, but I'm not I'm not making him a high fantasy asset. I feel like he's going to have struggle coming back from the knee injury and be a marginal player at best. So, like, if I can get him as a fourth receiver, sure, I'll take him. But he's not going to be in my starting lineup this year and don't think he'll <clears throat> produce the way people are thinking. Going back to the running back realm. David Montgomery, David Montgomery's a guy in Chicago who people are just anointing as like this lead back. What's he ever done in the league? Oh yeah, that's right. He's a rookie running back that came out of a crazy system in college that will probably have some moments, but he's not going to be that good. What's that? Did you just, did you just give a Mike Grifka? What has he done for me? Did I hear that? I heard that, right? Yeah, I, I did All think right. of Grifka's dumbass when I was saying it, but, yeah, but uh, what have you done for me? <laughs> but this is a guy like people are taking as basically like a number two running back in fantasy. I mean, uh, they have like three or four running backs in Chicago and they spread the football. So am I, am I wanting him as my two or my three? No, there's many better options out there. So I think he's going to be a bust when it comes to expectations. Another guy who everybody's super high on. They absolutely love this guy and think that he's going to blow up. I think he's, yeah, he's going to blow up the other way, um, explode when it comes to bust category. And this is Marlon Mack, man, a guy in Indianapolis who people think is, he's never been healthy. He's a guy that everybody thinks can catch. He can run. He can do all this stuff. Again, have you looked at the, the Colts depth chart? They got about two, three running backs that they rotate in. They got two, three tight ends. They got a bunch of young receivers. Marlon Mack's not going to have this incredible year. There's no doubt. And then the last three names on my list, <clears throat> bumping back to receiver, Robbie Anderson, another guy who blew up last year. Now he's getting rated real high. Don't want him. He's got off-field issues, knucklehead, only catches deep balls. Chris Carson it's a guy out in Seattle that everybody likes, even the coaching staff out there likes. I think he's going to get pushed out of a starting job and be a two or a three. Um, when it comes to actual running backs, I really don't want him as a high draft pick on my fantasy team. And then – Marquez Valdez Scantling. I mean, I basically put him on the list because his name is Marquez Valdez Scantling. I mean, you got three names. You're automatically on my bus list. You play for the Packers. You're automatically on my bus list. And if Aaron Rodgers has anything to do with you, you're on my bus list. I hate you. So that's why he made the list. I don't even want to type, type that guy's name. So if anybody drafts him in my league, I'm kicking him out. <laughs> right. <laughs> right. It's I don't know if there's a hyphen or if it's his wife's name that he put in his his th to get three. I mean, it's embarrassing, whatever it is. So that's my bus list. So you're pretty quiet over there like I thought you would be. Only because I don't have a turntable over here like you where I can sit there and throw in these little comments. I already got you on a couple. <laughs> and, and that's what I agreed on. The other ones that, you know, they they almost made my list, too. But uh, but uh, I got you on the on the couple that uh, I, I disagreed with. So, all right. So no, no, no other big issues now that I turn the turn the floor back to you. No, not not real huge issues. I just think that uh, they, you know, like I said, we could go all day on Gurley. I don't know how I think he's a bust, and and what you see as 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 a uh, a good running back. I never once said he wasn't going to be good. I just think he's not going to be as good as he has been. And there's a lot of people out there that still think that he's that he's that super super running back. Okay, but let's spend another minute or so on him. So, like, when you say not as good as he has been, to me, that's not only not a bust, that's 
that's an optimistic view because everybody else in the fantasy community is running for the hills. Uh, they don't want anything to do with Todd Gurley. They're willing to trade him for peanuts. They're over here drafting Daryl Henderson like he's going to be the next coming. Uh, like, I'm just sitting there going, if I can sit there and not take Todd Gurley in the top five, top eight, if he comes back around to me and there's nobody else that I love, I'm not going to play around. I'm going to take the guy because – I just can't imagine him going from an absolute elite top fantasy option to a guy you can't even start this year, which is what people are saying. That's why he's bust category for most is because he's going to be hurt. He's not going to be in your lineup. You can't even take him in the first four rounds. You're just saying like, hey, if I don't have to take him in the top five, but I can get him after, I'm happy. Like, that's not bust. For Todd Gurley, it is to me. For Todd, Todd Gurley is just one of those superstar running backs that you had to have. You know, he's he's been the the you know top number one pick for so many years for for guys to have, and and now there's still I mean there's still people out there that still think oh it's kind of like Derek Oakley that still thinks Todd Gurley is the greatest thing since sliced bread, but you know I I just don't see him having that great of a year. I mean I think he's going to have an average year. Um, and if he proves me wrong, great, because I have him in I have him in my dynasty league. I won't be mad. But an average year isn't a bust. Like if he falls off a little bit, why would he be a bust? He's gonna have to absolutely go from the best player in fantasy to a guy that is uh number four running back on your fantasy team to bust. If he's just like drops from a stud, absolute top five guy overall to your number one or number two running back and plays a lot and puts up good numbers. That's not a bust out. That's, that's a little bit of a regression from a guy that was a premier player at, at one point. And everybody knew he had the these new issues coming out in a, what? At the age of 25, there shouldn't be that much of a regression. And that's why he's a bust. Well, yeah, but also like he was coming out in the draft. It's not like people didn't know that he had torn up knee and that he might have some arthritis later. Everybody acts like this is coming out of nowhere. I mean, not only was he a big draft risk that ended up being a tremendous pick, but okay, so his knee's a little sore. Like until I see this year, I will totally come on the show and if he like plays four games and can't run and he's sitting over there on the exercise bike, I mean, I'll come out and totally say I, I missed it. I was totally wrong, but I mean, because he had a few injuries in the playoffs and couldn't play in the biggest game of his life, I'm not dropping him down like off the radar in fantasy football. I mean, I got to see at least this year of prolonged issues before I just go with everybody else. It just says this guy's a waste of a pick now. Right. So yeah, well, let's just move on. We'll have to agree to disagree on that on that subject right now. Like I said, I hope I hope you prove me wrong because, like I said, he's he's on my. He's on my dynasty team. I'm not going to just bail on him yet, but I, I don't think he's going to be who he's been. So let's move on so, to uh, our next subject. Well, hold on before we do. And so you're calling me out for a Grifkaism, and then you go with, well, we can agree to disagree. One of his patented phrases. That's old people phrase, man. That ain't even Grifka. <laughs> that's a bell for you for that. Uh, that's old people phrase. <laughs> yeah well that's what Grifka does he says stuff like uh fork uh to the nose uh, he brought up the uh mason dixon line in our last show he likes to talk about things that nobody has any clue what he's saying i mean that's what Grifka does phrases that like only people uh, like i don't even know <laughs> nobody uses it that i've ever known but he thinks they're common phrases so 
Huh. Anyway, I'll have, start, uh, I'll start have to listen to those shows so I can pick up on some of them and bring them back to here. Oh, come on. You know you're a Detroit <laughs> Kool-Aid fan. You got those things on, on download every day like all the other Kool-Aid drinks out there. So, um, like you said, let, let's move it on. We definitely wanted to hit here at the end. We wanted to hit some uh, Lions bus for people. So, um, you know, Detroit Lions fantasy options that could either underperform. This is where you can be a little more picky because we don't have a ton to pick from. So a guy that might regress from what he did last year, a guy that has been good that you think maybe won't be good this year or just a name or two that, um, you know, people may want to take or may want to stay away from, you know, when it comes to uh, the Lions and fantasy football. Uh, Yeah, this was a, this was a a tough one for me because I just, like I said, from the beginning of this fantasy show, I, I, I am a big fan of the Lions offense this year. Like I said, I just think Stafford is going to be um, a beast in fantasy. Um, I think he's going to, especially with his, his tight end, I think he's, He's going to be a stud this year as far as fantasy football goes. I don't know how that's going to turn into winning games, but if you put up points, then, you know, that should lead to some wins. So please, I, I guess, please tell me you've heard the reports about Hawkinson scoring touchdowns left and right in camp. Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. Like I said, I've been a big fan of Hawkinson since, you know, they, they drafted him. I think that's what Stafford needed. I think he needed one of those, you know, little safety bells that he could throw to. And then he, he yeah. just, you know – but as far hey, as bus, that's, hold on, that's for you, Griff, because that uh, Hawkinson love, and also you said will it translate to wins. If you want to know if it'll translate to wins, listen to Wednesday and listen to Friday, where me and Griffka break down every single game, give our take, and Chuck, you definitely want to tune into those shows because when that Cowboy came up, Cowboys game came up, we had a few things to say about you, buddy. All right, I'll have to check it out. <laughs> but as far as bus, Derek, uh, you know, I don't, I don't foresee, you know. I guess a bust for me would be maybe these players don't ball out like I think they're going to. So, you know, maybe Carrion doesn't go off like like I think he's going to. You know, I've read, I've read some. some Who would uh, you say? Carrion. Carrion, my wayward son. That's what I thought you said. Yep. You know, I, I've been a big fan of him, uh, you know, with the Lions. He, he, had, he averaged, what, like 5.3 yards, uh, somewhere in that area uh, last year for them. And, the only thing I've read is that they don't they don't think he's a uh, every down back. They want to uh, use multiple backs, but I don't know who else they're going to use. They just got rid of what three Riddick? Did they sign another one? No, nope. they just they got big Mike Daniels, man. So we traded a big old nasty beast on the defensive line for a fringe running back. <laughs> great. Okay, but yeah, yeah it, is, it, it is great. <laughs> As far as busts go, man, I'm gonna I'm gonna leave that to you because, like I said, I I have big, I I, I see high hopes with the uh, the Lions' offense. Um, I guess the only ones that uh, maybe we will disagree on is maybe Marvin Jones. I don't think he's gonna have that great of a year, but you know, you 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 liked him, so you've seen more of him than I have. So I'm gonna go ahead and turn this this over to you. All right, yeah, man. I was thinking about this. It was it was really hard. Again, I'm, I'm the uh... The originator here of the Detroit Kool-Aid cast, so it's definitely hard for me to to come up with busts for my team and for guys that I'm hoping will ball out this year. But uh, you know, I was grinding trying to think of you know who who might underperform, and like I said, it, it was hard. I mean, on the previous show, I uh, I know I just said you know I'm happy to have Mike Daniels in exchange, basically for Theo Riddick. I remember on a previous show I said that Theo you know may surprise or they could get him the football. I just think you know when it was all said and done that he, 
didn't do anything else on special teams, these other things. So they, they decided to move in a different direction when it comes to running backs. Um, so when it comes to bust for me, oh, I don't know, like I've been talking up Hawkinson. So, I mean, I don't view Jesse James necessarily as a huge bust, but I, I think he'll be making six, seven million. And I think his numbers will be somewhat, somewhat capped based on the rookie being there and them spreading the football around. So I put him on my list and uh, this is going to be one you're probably going to balk at because like you said, I talked him up on our previous, but I did put Marv here on my list because I, I gave the reasons why he could outperform and my reasons that he could underperform, not so much bust out, but kind of underperform is that, I mean, he's coming up here on his contract being expired pretty soon. Kenny's coming on. They got all these other weapons. They may just spread the ball around a little bit more. And uh, Marvin may find his his value if he can find the end zone or if he can make some of those big plays he made a couple years ago. If he can't, you know, his his numbers I could see being a little more marginal, you know, in that, you know, 50 catch range. You know, maybe he's only getting, you know, six, seven hundred yards and a few scores which could still help the team, but it would be kind of a, a drop down from where people are sort of assuming he might be in a bounce back year being healthy and whatnot. Still pretty uh, receiver that I see taken kind of in that mid level as the guy with upside that people seem to like. And I could see that being the fact, and I could also see it being kind of a, Oh man, I took Marvin Jones. I thought it a good value and it just didn't produce numbers wise when it's all said and done. So I just came up with those two names. I mean, everybody else from carry on to Hawk to Matt Stafford and, and, and Kenny are all guys that I really want to uh, perform this year. I guess one other quick bust I would throw out there. This is a guy that I'm undecided, man. I, I've been talking on Twitter with a bunch of people and everybody's going nuts Grifka included on a previous podcast about Ty Johnson, the running back they took from Maryland. I'm getting all these tweets about his, his crazy athleticism and, oh man, if he had got the football at Maryland, he'd be an all pro and he'd been taken in the second round. <clears throat> and I had to talk Grifka off the ledge. Grifka said in 2020, it's going to be carry on and Ty Johnson are going to lead the Lions running backs. And I'm like, okay, based on what, you know? Um, so I think Ty Johnson's a guy who I did a little more research on him. Yeah. I mean, he's got some good skills, good talent um, in some areas, but again, nobody's even seen this guy in NFL uniform and he doesn't have this crazy pedigree that makes you just assume that he's going to be this amazing athlete. Yeah. He's, he's fast. Everybody knows that. So I put Ty Johnson on my underperform slash, excuse me, bust list of some sort until I kind of see him and see what his ceiling might be because a lot of people are just sort of writing him in this, this area where I'm just like, hold up now, you know, um, you know, he was taken in the sixth round for a reason and uh, we'll see what he does from there. So those, those are a couple of names I threw out there for the Kool-Aid drinkers. All right. Yeah. Um, yeah. I'm, I don't really have an opinion on, on, on Ty Johnson right now. He, like you said, he's, you know, he was drafted in the sixth round for a reason. Um, you know, even if he didn't get that many carries at Maryland, if he would have balled out during the, you know, the combine, you know, his draft status definitely would have went higher than, than a sixth round. That's for sure. Yeah, man, we'll see what happens. So, um, Chuck Dog, we'll go ahead and get out of here for the show today. Um, I know this is one of your favorite tunes. We'll put this underneath as we kind of get out of here. See if you uh, see if you recognize this one. Little renegade for that. Well, how's that line go? You spit uh, back in the day. <laughs> uh, 
I'm a renegade. I don't even know any given time or day. Been so long since I heard that dang song. There you go. And this is a guy that used to drop lines all day. Now he can't come up with the verse and keep killing me. But uh, that's what kids do to you, bro. <laughs> but uh, hey, man, I, th- I thought this was a good show. Like it was fun to uh, talk about the news and notes. A lot of players either holding out or just kind of. Um, you know, on that fringe in regards to what do you do with your drafts? Where do you take them? And, yeah, uh, you know, the busts are always like fun because you got to go into your drafts with some guys with a big red X by their name that you either don't want or you're not going to take at a certain value. So going over those guys is important. And then we got uh, got some Lions busts in there, which all the Detroit Kool-Aid fans, nobody wants any of our players to bust. Nobody wants anybody to underperform. But you know what's going to happen at some level. So we gave you a couple fantasy names to somewhat avoid. But uh, me and Chuck are on the same page saying that these guys, you know, we think that offense has a lot of upside. And now we're only a few weeks away of seeing what they can do when the bullets are flying and the real games are going. So super excited that football is right around the corner, man. Yeah, me too. And this is the this is the last month that uh, they're for the for the remainder of the year without any football. So I'm real excited. Yeah. Chuck, you want to throw out that Twitter that you said you were going to get by this show or no? Yeah, yeah, yeah. My, my, my Twitter name is at Chuck underscore C Reeves 33. Oh, man, you did come through for it. So everybody give him a follow. I mean, I don't know if he could have found a more difficult um, under, underscore. I was getting rid of I, I had underscore. I think underscores were cool back in the day, but I tried to get rid of it on our uh, thing because I don't know. It's hard to find on the keyboard. It's a little tough, but I know they you look, like that C Reeves 33. Yep, yeah, they look good. The underscores look good in my magazine. So, <laughs> and I guess Chuck Reeves probably is about 8,000 Chuck Reeves already on Twitter. Yeah, yeah, there's 80, 8,700. <laughs> so, hey man, good stuff. Uh, hit hit Chuck up. You can get at me at Derek Oakry, D E R E K O K R R I E, talking all things Lions, fantasy football all types of stuff. So thank everybody for listening for the fantasy football flavor. Be back here right uh, next week. Same time on Monday, talking all things fantasy football. Take care, everybody. We're out. Pack the bag, start the plane. This game is over. It is over. What a comeback by the Lions. Drink it in, man.